It's me, Roz. So excited for today's episode. But before we get into that, I went to the Facebook group called Ghosted by Roz Dresvelas, a great place to leave ghost stories. And you know who just did that? Becky did that. And Becky has got a real doozy for us. And I'm hoping to get Becky on one of these listener episodes because Becky's got stories. Okay, listen to this one. When I was about 12 years old and about to start seventh grade, my mom moved us to a townhouse in Lancaster, California. We moved there from San Diego. It was a culture shock, to say the least. The house wasn't particularly old or remarkable, pretty much your standard track homes. We certainly weren't expecting any of the events that were to occur within its walls. When we got settled, the television began to start flipping through channels on its own. We could have possibly explained that away, but it would stop on command. Ooh, that's spooky. One night, we went to dinner and then made a stop at the local Music Plus. Yes, I'm that old. I scored two new cassette tapes and couldn't wait to get home to listen to them. We pulled into the garage. I jumped out the back seat and ran into the house while my parents were still unfastening the belts on my little brother's car seat. As I start to ascend the stairs with thoughts of new Morrissey and new order music bouncing in my head, something stops me dead in my tracks. I feel pressure in my chest and I feel frozen. I look up and I see the shadow of what seems to be a tall man coming down the top of the stairs towards the landing on the opposite wall. I'm standing just beyond the landing itself, and I can hear his heavy footsteps as he takes each step closer. I spin around and bolt the stairs toward the garage where my family is still making their way into the house from the car. I'm clearly hysterical, and I tell them, "'Someone's in the house!' I didn't even consider anything paranormal. I was convinced this was an intruder. My mom gets my brother back in his seat and jumps in the driver's side. She starts the car, and I jump in the back seat. Then my stepdad tells me to stay in the running car in case we have to drive away fast. He makes his way inside the house. I was shaking, waiting for him to chase the stranger out of our home. A few minutes go by, and he emerges from inside. His expression is that of total confusion. He tells us he looked everywhere, and there is nobody inside. Not an open window, nothing moved, not a soul. I didn't believe him. I just, it couldn't be possible. I saw a something This wasn't a mist or a cloud. The thing I saw was solid. It had weight and was moving toward me. We all went into the house cautiously. The air was thick, but no human was in the house with us. I never slept well in that house. 
This is only one of many unexplained things I experienced in that house. I was very relieved when we finally moved. Oh my God, Becky, we want to hear all of them. Uh, That's scary. I love the idea of a ghost that's like, "Mm, we're going to watch what I want to watch tonight on TV. Click. That is so funny, but also scary. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. I am so excited to share with you yet another conversation that I have had with Sam Pancake. Now, Sam is my best friend. He is an actor. He has been on so many iconic TV shows. He's currently on your mom's favorite TV show called A Million Little Things on ABC. He plays Carter. I know it's my mom's favorite TV show. She could not get enough of it. And the two of us, we've had many experiences. We used to host a podcast together. We used to host a a stage show together. We've done so many shows. And uh, we're, I mean, we're genuinely really, really close friends. And we, we, it leads us to all different kinds of, of adventures. And so in today's episode, you'll hear about a couple of those. And also, we recently decided that we're going to go to Las Vegas. And of course, I want to like go to spooky places and just, you know, kooky and, and fun little places in Vegas. So I'll be doing that very soon within the next few weeks. And so if anybody has it, like, you know, like spooky places that we can go, let me know. I uh, definitely want to check out a few. Of course, I know about the Haunted Museum. I'm nervous, but we'll see. Maybe I'll bring my my crystals and and we'll we'll go check it out um but yeah let me know if you know of any fun spooky places that we might be able to check out while in vegas and um on patreon so it's that time of the month where i do my reviews of allegedly haunted ebay dolls so you can check out that video on my first tier and on my second tier we've got sort of a longer clip than usual we decided to do like a you know we sat down sam and i and we told the story of when we encountered somebody a, a trespasser before they uh murdered an innocent person <laughs> and it's a true story it's so scary. Um, we, you know, I did tell this story one time early on in the pandemic. You know, you might remember if you were listening back then, I, was, I did a couple of mini episodes and I've since taken them down. The audio was bad. I was trying to figure out how to record while in quarantine. But uh, I did tell my side of the story. Now, Sam has like way more details because Sam actually met with detectives more than I did. And um, yeah, I mean, the story is, we get into the story in more detail, but basically someone trespassed on the property where he was living and uh, we shooed this person away. And then we found out within hours or so, uh, he (laughs) trespassed onto someone else's property and killed them. So, um, trigger warning, it is, you know, we talk about murder. Um, I'm weird about talking about murder, but, uh, you know, it's still spooky and I, and I am, I'm a human. I'm I'm interested in, in murder, whether I like to admit it or not. And, um, it's a, it's a juicy story and, um, it's unfortunate that somebody died, but, you know, 
we we only know so much about the actual murder, but we know our side of the story. So you can hear you can hear us retelling that side of the story. And in today's episode, we have like a a, a slight mention to some uh, a little bit of murder, and um, so that just a little trigger warning on that. Also, we talk about the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, which. That doesn't feel like the right word to use anymore. <laughs> I know that that's what it's called. Um, it's you know famous haunted place. I guess it's it's called the lunatic asylum. I don't like say. I, I feel like that word doesn't feel good to say anymore. But that's what it's called. So in case you're wondering, that's that's how I know it. Um, I tried googling. Like it's, I, it's had other names, but I think that's basically what it's called. So. Um, Anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with repeat guest, first time conversation here. But uh, yeah, Sam was on the podcast early on, uh, two years ago, probably almost, or something like that. So uh, here he is, my best friend, Sam Pancake, on with the show. Oh my God. I am joined today by my platonic life partner, <laughs> back for his second visit, Sam Pancake. Hello. Hello, Roz. How are you? I'm happy to be back. I know. I'm so good. You. Were, I'm not sure if this is true, Uh-oh. but in in <laughs> like Uh-oh. most like most <laughs> like most things I talk about on this podcast, like <laughs> any fact that ever comes out of my mouth. I'm not sure if this is true, but I feel like you were the first person I ever recorded with um, for this show. Like we were trying to figure it out and um, we ended up posting that like right when the show first came out. So people could still go back and listen to um, when you were on the show before. When was that? That was like... Late eighties. I don't even know. At okay, this point. before you were born, it was yeah. you were not born yet, and we um, did a podcast together. Yeah, I can't believe it. I've had like over a hundred people on the show now. Jeepers. Isn't that crazy? That's um, crazy. But okay, so the last time you were on, wow. we covered a great story about your friend's apartment in Los Feliz, yeah. and there was a ghost. And I think about that story all the time because it's about. Um, like it brings up this idea of like a ghost, like someone passing in a building, but their ghost finding their way to another part of the building. Yeah. I never yeah. get that out of my head. Yeah. Um, and because my friend who it was happening to, of the two women, my friend and her roommate, the the person they talked to, the um, the shaman or the spirit guide, whoever helped them do the ceremony to ask the spirit to leave, said that the the presence of spirit was attaching to my friend, Joni, because she was similar. And it was of the three people that died in that building within a month. It was the, the husband who committed suicide after right. his wife died of cancer and the wife resembled somehow Joni. And that was what the that's what the spirit guide. I, I don't know the medium. I, I, I'm not sure what word. This is a 90, 89 or 90. So I maybe even 88. So I can't remember what word, what term that was used. But yeah. So, you know, wow. it kind of just got up on in her. And it was, for me, one of the first times that I had a, a close friend. She was my boss at the time and a very close friend. And we're still friends, though she lives in Vegas now. Um, have that experience of like, 
started out it's just like weird is there a rat in the kitchen is it mice mm-hmm. and then like pots and pans banging things you know jiggling around in, in cabinets and cupboards and then moving into the dining room and slowly making its way down the hall and just these two women who were just trying to live their lives and then dealing with these presences whispering in their ears at night you know and again these are two women who (laughs) it's just you'd have to know them to know they're not people who would like make this shit up you know what i'm saying they were like these kind of tough sassy came to LA to be actors a little little past their prime you know I, I say that in a loving way like they weren't brand I, I don't mean past their prime that's not good to say but I'm like they'd been around yeah they were ladies who enjoyed a cocktail and they had been around and you know it was it was not I guess in my mind someone who you would think be like oh my god guys there's a spirit in me my you <laughs> me. there's a spirit in my Just china cupboard to say um, it. <laughs> no 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 you I put you in the hard drinking old lady category any day of the week are you kidding me hired uh, over the hill pastor prime broad that's you okay before mm. this turns into a fight um, <laughs> that well, is those are all compliments for me and you know it i know it is um well another thing that we talked about the last time you were on and again anyone listening if you hadn't if you haven't heard it go back to the beginning of the feed and you'll hear more about we this, cover but, a lot of territory yeah we do plus you and i did a lot of stereo um which we love and so we've talked a lot yes. about our ghost stories together and of yeah. course as being best friends we talk about this stuff all the time but um another thing we talked about the last time you were on was doing the san francisco ghost tour yes <laughs> which san francisco for you and i i guess makes us feel like Ghosty? we're just two <laughs> paranormal investigate ed and lorraine warren Evie, please <laughs> ed and lorraine pancake dra- pancake her- hyphen hernandez <laughs> we <laughs> we every time we go to san francisco which has been i think i guess just twice now um, feels like more it does well, was a couple times we were supposed to go and then we didn't so maybe those are in my head too right um we the last time we went was mere moments before the pandemic took hours before like literally like last weekend of february 2020 well what it was was yes we went i guess it was the next weekend I did my live show in LA mm-hmm. and what I did was I I had taken a video of you and I doing our little amateur ghost hunt. Which I still haven't seen. Oh, I'll send it to you. It's also on Patreon um, for anyone that wants to see the two of us uh, trying to find ghosts at a hotel in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I've talked a little bit about that story, but it's fun to hear uh, your side as well. So we ended up at this hotel. So we decided to go up to San Francisco and gonna do this- a road trip we've been before like i have said repeatedly i'm so grateful we did it because i'm always like one foot in one foot out with road trips because in my life i don't know if like i'm gonna get a job but like there was or, or like should i spend the money on this like any like you know performer actor freelance person or whatever and though i'm glad we pulled the trigger and went because <laughs> we couldn't go anywhere for a year except for I had to travel to Vancouver for work, but that's different. But there were certainly no road trips for a year. Right. 
But you were in charge of booking a hotel. Yes. And we did not have the intention to stay in a haunted hotel. No. Because, you know, famously, I love the idea of a haunted hotel. I don't want to stay in a haunted hotel necessarily. Uh, at least not a haunted room. It's not like... Overnight, no. no you want to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so you chose this place called the Hotel Whitcomb. Mm-hmm. And I instantly... Well, I remember I booked it through Orbitz and then... Yes, ladies and gentlemen, watch me talk over my younger sister. It's a story of my life. <laughs> uh, I will interrupt and talk over. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> no, because I'm just like, I'm just telling it in order. Because I, I was like, I'll take care of the hotel. I got it. I'm going to put us in someplace cool in San Francisco. Because the last time we went, we stayed at my friend's house like an hour outside. And we would drive in. And like, right. we could have probably stayed there again. But like, it's just too much. And we wanted to be in the city, which is expensive, so we wanted a good deal. So I was like, beep, bop, boop, found this place. And, found Orbitz. Thank you, it, William yeah. Shatner. Is William Shatner the That was Priceline. That was oh. Priceline. <laughs> Whoops. Um, and I, uh, and then I sent it to you, and you were like, oh, wait a minute, and continue with your, your end of the Oh, story. well, I was, I did the thing that I do anytime I go anywhere ever, which is I Google a place that I'm about to go with the word haunted afterward um, or ghost or I also do it to anybody that I meet um, that is in the public eye. If they're haunted. I type, <laughs> no, I type in their name with ghost after hoping that there might be some article about them talking about a ghost. And then I go, Hey, you want to go on my podcast? Anyway, always on, always on my toes, always looking Honey, for content. Always working. Um, mm. But so I happen to do that with the hotel Whitcomb. And when I Google the hotel Whitcomb, it's, with the word haunted after word, it uh, came up like all these like weird websites talking about how it has like this crazy history and it's some believe it's haunted. And well, it used to be city hall or yes. And that famous earthquake, you know, 1906. Um, Don't say it was zero was born. I won't kill you. (laughs) They used it as, um, a place to house people, I believe. Or no, no, it was Jail. City Hall. It was City er, Hall. Damn it. You know what? If you go to the Patreon video, I did my research for that video. There um, you go. There but you go. Uh, so it has a long history. It's an old building. I couldn't Gorgeous. find any like confirmed like reasons to believe that it would be haunted, other than the fact that it's an old hotel. So of course it's haunted, right? Um, yeah. So we finally get there and. We and have. it's old in that because people also probably know this in that 1906 earthquake slash fire, most of the city of San Francisco was completely leveled. This place wasn't, I guess, because it was older than 1906. I think I'm saying this right. And so that makes it really old for San Francisco even. Yeah, right. It's the ghosts. They kept it up. They they held it together. Well, yeah. And once, you know, everything gets earthquake or burned down, they got to go go and check in the Hotel Wick home. Where are so, they going to live? So we asked the front desk lady, like, is this place haunted? And she was like... You ah. asked her. I'm always like, okay, I get real right. nervous. And you're like, excuse me. Because there was like a little bit of a line and we were checking in. You're like, hey. And then she said... Oh, I turned into full investigative reporter. Full on. Like, yes. I'm over here. Like, who is the investigative reporter? I'm all like, did we drive up here in the mystery machine? Is my name Velma? Or we oh my God. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I, I asked her, like, is this place haunted? And I want to say she did the thing that most people people that work at places that are haunted do which is like no look around no boss anywhere yeah yeah yeah. 
okay, I've heard a few stories. Leans in real close. Yes. I've heard a few stories. And I remember distinctly she told the this story. The sixth floor or whatever it was. <clears throat> yes, she told this story that this man that is a regular there was staying for Christmas. So this was what, March? The, the Christmas that just happened, she said that he was staying there. They usually give him his suite or whatever. And they were overbooked because it was Christmas. So they gave him two twin beds like a room that had two twin beds and she said that in the middle of the night someone crawled into the bed into the bed that he was I forgot in. about this oh it's fresh on my mind um and so I was uh terrified of that and she said that that was on whatever floor you know I for some reason I do remember something about the sixth floor the sixth floor was sixth supposedly floor. the haunted one and we be. weren't on the sixth floor, but then we went to investigate the sixth floor later, right. right? Right. And she even gave a room number, and I think we creepy crawled around it. I think we did, too. <laughs> because she was also, she dropped that story, and I also remember her being like, anyway, so breakfast yeah. is at 7 a.m. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, 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 wait. Checkout time is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so then we decided to, to you know, do our little uh, mystery machine what's what does scooby-doo's group called? mystery machine or mystery machine uh mischief yeah 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 we get into some mischief i brought my um emf meter i might have had a spirit box with me you know a, a typical uh vacation uh, accessories and we you know kind of snooped around and we went to whatever that floor well, was well my thing is that like i it's been a while because i do travel a bit a lot for work and I've stayed in a lot of different places in like Atlanta or New York or Vancouver or San Francisco or like other places around. And I, you know, I've been in a lot of hotels, but it's rare that I've been in one that even if it's old, is usually completely redone. But this actually had the old school like it, and it was nice. Let me tell you, I was expecting it to be a little bit seedier. The oh, it was nice. The hallways are bananas. The hallways are super wide because modern hotels, you know, they want every bit of real estate. So they make you know, the hallways narrow so the rooms can be bigger, but this had big ass rooms and a big ass hallway. Big full, ass hallways. The full the shining hallways. The shiny. Two little twin girls, you and I everywhere the, you turn. End. We they did bring pull. twin girl costumes with us, and we were holding hands at the end. And we wore them the whole time for the elevator filled with blood. But, like, there are mirrors on the walls of the, ho- of the, of the hallways. It was very cinematic. Yeah, so, so, so the, the cheap price to stay there, I don't want people to think, like, oh, it's because it's, it's a crappy place. No, that's, that's, no. that's full-on Orbitz, not a sponsor of the show. But Orbitz hooked us up with a great deal to a great yes. hotel. Yeah, they did. And I loved my bed. I loved my room. Everything was great. It was just like clearly an old school, like whatever that place was. And I, again, I don't remember if it started as a hotel or it started as kind of like, you know, uh, apartments or if it started as offices, but whatever it was, the shape of my room was unusual. It was kind of L-shaped with the bathroom and I was on the corner kind of and I, and I loved it. And it had these two enormous old school wooden door, like crystal knob, you know, glass knob closets which were mm-hmm. i wish i had those in my house let me tell you but that's where we you whipped out the what is it called because i'm not a professional um i pulled out an emf meter to yes you know check out the electronic the electromagnetic fields and yeah we were hovering that thing around and we weren't finding a whole lot going on out well, of what you found in one of the closets in my place you it, it went off do you remember yeah, that? A little bit. Now, of course, okay. with stuff like that, it it can 
it's kind of like orbs where it's like it can be misleading. There's a lot of different okay. things that could be leading to spikes on an EMF. Could it meter. be my astounding dynamic magnetic charismatic personality made it go off? You have been called magnetic. It could be. Okay. That's um, just because I'm negative. <laughs> um um, but so we 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 ended up going to whatever that floor was where it was supposed to be spooky, and we were <sighs> hovering that thing around, and we found this room that was locked. I mean, listen, we were being full on It was, it was like snoops. a weird closety thing with a double door padlock thing, and yeah. the thing I remember the thing going off, and we were like beep 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 beep, beep like because there was this like hot let's just face it security guard kind of like eventually kind of came up and like but he was young and hipstery like san francisco security guard he was yeah. gonna like hey 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 guys or whatever he said and so he made a real smooth thing about kind of kicking us away from there <laughs> right like, that well, thing was going off and it like, was we- going off now we don't know what was in that room maybe it was something that was transmitting you know waves i i'm not really sure but it also it was some might, kind of storage i think it's room. the ghost room i think it's where they keep the ghosts in they padlock them i'm not well, really sure we were we were like dee, 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 all around the hotel for a minute and we it were. wasn't till we were around that room is that's when the security guard was like oh hey hi you know hey dudes um or whatever he said and then whatever we asked he was calling him, us we asked him is this place haunted and he was like oh i just started working here um yeah he but didn't have he much knew i think that was his like catch-all excuse i think exactly but also on that trip we went to the winchester mystery house which is a classic classic california uh haunted location and neither of us had ever been right you had never been no i always wanted to go and that place like i was really bummed because of course i would have made like a patreon video but they don't allow video or um it's a very regimented there's a gigantic gift shop which we took advantage of and i uh, amazing hat and mug i still wear all the time and i also was another part of like thank god i you know spent five hundred dollars on a cap and a mug because i didn't go anywhere (laughs) touristy for another year i know barely oh look at look at we're on zoom there it is there it is. Hi. If I drinking could, if out I could, of my Winchester Mystery House coffee mug, right mine now. is just beyond reach. It's right over there in my kitchen. That place was like the the Disney store in the mall, but with only yeah. uh, Winchester Mystery Winchester House thing. <laughs> it's a full. I don't remember how much it was, and this is. Not, I know this isn't like a travelogue podcast, but I even there were many different tours you could take. We we took the basic one because um, they were basic bitches. Just the main house. You can do one with the garden and the outbuildings, and there was a cellar. But we were satisfied with just the main one. But like you, you line up. A ticket is taken. You're put. You know, it's. I was. I'm sorry. It's I don't mean to jump the tourist gun. Tourist destination. Like they yes. have it under control. Yes, I thought it would be bigger, and I am, of course, an obnoxious person who lived in a Winchester mystery house. And right. I, which was pretty big. This was, of course, bigger than uh, the Milmetto. But well, the I house still was, that you grew up in was how big again? How many there bedrooms? Were 22 rooms, but it also had oh the aspect of having been added onto a lot. So there were like windows that looked into hallways and there were all kinds of like steps up and down and around and, and, and rooms behind rooms and these like a, a staircase you don't expect there. I mean, again, not these were it's the kind of house that like. The rooms were small. It wasn't one of these grand, um, 
you know, pre-Civil War houses where they, they had but ballrooms. But that's why it's such a, like such a marvel house. because it's yeah. like, whoa. And it was anyone that yeah, doesn't know the story, um, the, the Winchester Mystery House, uh, I've talked about it on this podcast in the past. I'm sure you could find me talking about it. But basically this woman, Sarah Winchester. Um, her husband was the per- her, either her father or her husband was the person who was the you know the heir or the creator of the Winchester rifle fortune right. and a, a spiritualist or medium told her that if she didn't keep building onto the house all the dead spirits that were killed by the rifles would come and get her and she yes. believed them so she never stopped building and adding on and putting staircases and buildings and ga 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 ga, ga until she died and people to this day report it being very haunted and even our tour guide had uh, ghost stories of, oh, when you stand at this location, we've had this happen and that happen and people yes. get touched and they hear this and that. And She was the bride of the guy because otherwise, if she was the daughter, she would they would have already had the money she would know. So I think pretty sure That's she right. was the bride. She was left a lot of money. And he died, yeah, younger. He, she was young. Whatever happened, he died way before her and she inherited all this stuff. But she, I guess, wasn't super comfortable with it. One of my favorite paranormal TV shows, Ghost Brothers, they went. They did an investigation there. And really? And shit went down. Yeah, it was really interesting oh, to I see. I want to see that. I recommend it to people. I thought it was really fun. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, but the thing is, like, the, the point was, like, that no ghost would be there. So she built the thing to prevent ghosts from getting her, spirits or whatever. So wouldn't there be no ghosts there until, well, I guess after she died and it's, they stopped building onto it, then the ghosts show up, the spirits show up. Do they just up. take over? Is that their logic? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they have to keep sell, coming up with more products at the gift shop, or the ghosts will take That's, over. Yeah, and they also had a giant, a uh, miniature of the whole property, and maybe they have that to trick the ghosts into going into the miniature. Maybe the miniatures haunted. Ooh, like too. Beetlejuice. Like Beetlejuice. Yeah. Exactly. Now, one other thing I'll say about this is our tour guide um, did a fun thing where before he would tell stories about. Uh, about the the building he would get everyone together and say say it with me story story story, time time time." which i have stolen and i say constantly and And even even when rocky my pomeranian has to go to the bathroom i say potty potty time time he also kept calling sarah his phrase like my friend sarah it was very funny i think he was oh yeah uh, he was like let me tell you about my friend sarah (laughs) I think he was an LGBTQ community like us, and I wanted to like kind of flirt with him at the end. But he kind of, remember I went to talk to him; he wasn't really having. It. I thought he's gonna love us, but at the end of it, he was kind of like, uh huh, because I was kind of like, I have an extra question. He was like, question answered and goodbye. I'm like, oh, I guess we're not dating after all. Okay, he was super sweet. He was having a good time. He was very sassy and very funny. He made it really fun, and it was. It's wild. Yeah, I do recommend that that whole experience. I suppose we should talk about like a ghost story <laughs> um, okay. on the Ghost Story podcast. Okay, so a couple of stories that I know that you have that we haven't that you haven't told on this show yet. Um, can we hear the one about your brother? Well, the thing about that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing. This is something that I only 
heard from my older sister Anne recently. Bef- can I grew up in this old house called Mill Meadow, um, which we sold to, to. It's not in the family anymore. It has really good owners. Thank God. That's a whole. I was just back in West Virginia to help my mom after her hip operation um, the first week of April, and um, and so I drove past Mill Meadow, and it's like it looks great, and they're doing a great job. Because when I lived there, and then when I returned, when my parents lived there. All the emotional stuff you, from a big, very, you know, dysfunctional family, you feel that more. You can't just tell what, what's that and what's the spirits, you know, and it's mm. all pretty connected because my grandfather died there and it was just a lot. So you did have some, somebody breathe on your neck one time. Yeah, I've right? had a few little experiences, but my, what the thing that I had told you that I haven't said on the podcast yet is that my brother Michael who still lives back in that town. My sister Ann told him, and I didn't hear this from his his mouth because we're, he's not really, it's a long story. Um, I mean, he's alive. It's just, we haven't spoken in a while. But he used to experience a spirit of a woman who was this orange presence. He, it, the color was orange. And Michael's always been, he's had a lot of issues, but he's always apparently been more in tune with the other side than than I was. And some of the other siblings. And my older sister, Anne, is two. She's the one. When we moved out, she and her partner did a cleansing and all kinds of shit came flying out of there. She's like, it was <laughs> just a profound and very wild experience. That place was filled with energies and spirits, the whole place. But this particular one was a female a caretaking female spirit he would experience in this one room. We would call it the green room. It's not, it was only because the wall, the color was green. It, we would refer to it as the green room, not, not to be confused with a theater, or, you know, or nightclub green room or um, the guest room. And it would go from one of the, the middle bedroom through the hallway into that room. And my brother always got the sense that it was a, a female spirit who was there to h- help take care of the children. Um, and I don't know if that was a servant that used to be there or what, the, or a mother that died or what it was, what this spirit was, but he always made him feel very safe and comforted. And my older sister, who also has more of an, um, what's the word, an affinity, a vibe, a talent, a gift for uh, sensing, for extrasensory perception in, in a few ways, not like making things move or telling the future, but just like a real deep sensitivity to especially the earth and to animals. But she um, she felt that like that was, you know, that this presence and my brother did helped take care of us as kids and made us mm. less afraid and maybe protected us from these other spirits that had that when Anne and her partner helped cleanse the house and um, purge the house after after my mother moved out, but before the new couple took it over, a lot of that felt very dark and a lot of it was very um, intense. And, you know, I always wonder how much of that stuff impacted us as kids, because you understand my father, that house, it's separate from the farm that like that I grew that my it's been in our family since the 70s, 40s. The Mill Meadow had only been, my, my father moved and he was a little kid. So he grew up there. I grew up there. But before that, for a while, it was a guest house, which I guess now you call it like, an, uh, like a, a bed and breakfast. So it was that for a while. And I have a book somewhere, which like the entire history of the house, which was first, the first, the main part of it was first built in the 1790s. So, you know, 
who knows what kind of people passed through that that building when it was the guest house. And, you know, this is a key that I'm wearing around my neck. I'm showing Roz this key I have on a chain around my neck, which is a key that I took from Elmetta before we moved, which was a key to one of the bedrooms left over from the times of when it was um, like a bed and breakfast, a guest house. Wow. Now, when I was back there last week, there's another house, uh, this old farmhouse that my grandfather was was born in that my brother is redoing up on our family farm. And that would be an interesting place. It's they, it looks gorgeous. Now it was kind of run down, but my brother's done an amazing job of restoring it and renovating it. And it's going to be the place where we go and stay. Cause there's too many, too many of us just to stay at my mom's new house, which is small. So I'm curious, you know, I should, when I go there this summer, I should probably you know, do a little, ghost check up there yeah because a lot of shit went down on that farm you know well, and then across the road where my cousins live now is the house that was and my my cousin david we ran into him when i was up there at this house we call it the white house not to be confused with the president's home but it's just another old white house and that white house was built you know in the like early 1800s but the, but the big house across the road which has been in the family since the 1750s is that old Parts Whoa. of it are that old. So there's all kinds of fucking history there. Well, West my Virginia is like hotbed for paranormal activity of all well, sorts. Yeah. I mean, of course, the Mothman is also West yeah. Virginia. Um, yeah. There's multiple famous uh, prisons that are haunted there as oh, well. Yeah. yeah. And, and the State Mental Hospital in Weston, that was a big – it's not – it's not the state mental hospital anymore, but like it was a big scary place. I'm wait, that. is that the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum? I yes, I think so. Is that if it's in Weir the town not not Weirton, Weston, the town of Weston. Because yes. growing up, the, the shorthand for crazy house, and it's sorry to use that term, which I know isn't politically correct, but the Looney Bin short term back when I was growing up was Weston. My mama would say things like, If that ever happens to begin, you just take me down to Weston. Just drop me off at Weston. Like take me to Weston was like, take me to the Looney Bin. You know what's crazy, Sam? That place is like one of the very like sought after paranormal uh, really? investigation places. Oh I my look god! That up. My yeah. friend Katrina Weidman from the TV show Portals to Hell and other TV shows, she was doing an investigation there and caught on camera. Um, I believe this is when she was on one of the other TV shows, maybe Paranormal Lockdown. Um, they captured, and you can find a video on YouTube, like what she calls a, like a creeper or a creepy crawler, like some kind of little creature that like is something paranormal, but completely unexplainable. Doesn't look like a human, like really creepy. Getting shivers. Why did you put that in my brain? Take you to Weston. Um, You know, what's another one I was wondering about is I remember a couple months back, you went to the Biltmore hotel and you came back and you told me that you had a possible paranormal experience. <laughs> you emailed me that. And I hate to say this. But yeah, I was having a little fling with a gentleman that came out to visit me last summer. Well, Biltmore we were... is another famous paranormal location here in Los Angeles. People say that you know it's one of the 50 places that the Black Dahlia was last seen. Yeah. And um, they say that they see her there. Among other Well, spirits. I weirdly had never been in there. And so this was in August when we this guy came out and we... We were we were just like it was a very you know fun sexy week where we stayed at a couple different places including the Biltmore for three nights and 
I had never been there. Uh, weirdly, because there's so much shooting, uh, so much filming that goes on there now, and I just never had been in there. And it's just a giant, amazing place. It had just reopened in the summer. There are very few people staying there, but for some reason, we were like to get from the lobby, which is enormous to our rooms was like up and over and down and around and again the the rooms are really nice we got one that like looked inward to like you know as you you get to see the other rooms because it's another one of those that's shaped like an h or whatever and um or a, a, a you know square with an, with empty insides like my brain but so we weren't looking out but yeah, I just remember there was like weird noises in the night in the bathroom, but some of that was like, is it plumbing? Is it? And he and I were busy doing things. So like I, it was just, a, <laughs> you know, all the story of this story. So like there was a lot going on anyway, and it was a really intense time for me. Um, but I can't think of anything right off the top that happened other than the weird sounds and everything. I thought you told me there was like a toilet seat situation. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, the toilet seat was, was uh, that's right. The toilet seat was up and down because he was like, did you put it down? Did you put it up? Because it would, oh, that's it. It would just fall down. You would put it up because we're two guys. And so they're both up because of peeing. Heard of it. So it just, it just like in the middle of the night would fall down without any apparent. That's what it was. Without any apparent, you know, it wasn't like there was anything else moved. It wasn't like there was a draft or a door opening, but it would just crash in the middle of the night. And like, why then See, instead of another time? That to me, I mean, I don't know exactly what kind of toilet seat you're, we're talking here, but most of the time, if you have it all the way up, it's not going to just fall. Just not randomly. No, no, no. Like I've had a toilet seat that's like kind of like a cheaper plastic apartment one where if you don't put it up all the way, like it could eventually fall back this down. This was not like that. This were these old school, like been there since God knows when, since the Biltmore is old. Like when you flush it, it's like talk about the gates to hell it's like whew, you know like that kind of thing this big old place and i just remember it didn't do it any other time but a couple times in the middle of the night and it just do you know and maybe some of it's just in my mind but it felt it felt deliberate and like gotcha you know just like something about when that shit happens uh -huh. it just felt weird yeah i'm calling that a ghost story okay sure I mean, I remember the guy I was with who we're not really in communication anymore. Uh, <clears throat> uh, he very much felt like, oh, that's fucked up. Ghost shit. Yeah. I'm counting it. Counting um, it. I wanted to read a story with you that somebody sent me. Okay. I will say this is kind of like today's episode is you know a little bit looser than our usual you know we're we're telling stories not 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 100 percent ghost uh ghost adjacent stories is, is kind of the theme of today ghost adjacent um sure. but somebody sent me this story and i was like this story is fucking terrifying oh great but not necessarily okay. ghosty maybe a little ghosty i don't know okay but i just wanted to tell you the story okay this came from diane a listener of the show. Shout out to Diane. Hi, Diane. Um, okay. So Diane writes, so my ex-husband used to work as a skip tracer for oh. Sears credit card. He had been trying to contact a customer who had stopped paying his bill to no avail. So he called that customer's neighbor to try to get information about the customer. Okay. The neighbor was practically hysterical when the ex called. She said that her neighbor was crazy and really weird. 
He'd just gotten into a fight or something and chased his boyfriend naked down the street and the cops didn't do anything about it. She said that she kept trying to tell the cops that there was something wrong with him, but they ignored her plea to arrest him. The customer... Jeffrey Dahmer. <gasps> oh. The product he'd stopped paying for on his credit card, oh, a no. refrigerator. Holy shit. Diane. Wow. I mean, we're not really a murder podcast here, but that's, that's a that's just a scary upsetting. story. Ooh, I got the shivers. Do you want to hear some EVPs? Evie, please. <laughs> okay. It's time for <laughs> EVPs or EV police. Uh, you know how this works. I go to YouTube. I find electronic voice phenomenal. And um, I'm going to play you a couple and we're going to guess what these ghosts are saying, what you hear, what the people that are posting it believe. You know, just tell me what you hear. This uh, first one is from Curtis Paranormal on YouTube. And it's at the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Ooh. And that's in Weston, West Virginia. Does it say Weston? It does, yeah. Okay, good, um, but it is the one I'm thinking of. So uh, what does this say? It's a whispery. I just heard. That sounds like um, when they put that like vacuum thing in your mouth at the dentist. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay, let me try again. Do it again. Oh, oh, do it again. Okay. Do it again. It's kind of, it's like almost long. It's like a two-part. Dancing. Akatoo. That's what I heard. I heard words. Dancing. I heard the human. Huh? You heard dancing. Yeah, I, I dancing. heard that too. Yeah, what, if it's, what if it's Ted Danson? What if it's a what fan? What if it's Manson? Because Manson, you know, grew up in West Virginia. Oh, God. And he was in jail there. <gasps> okay, here's some options. Is it A, don't say anything. B, Beyonce's everything. Oh, okay. C, you don't say. Or <laughs> D, Dos Equis, drink responsibly. What the <laughs> to the Dos Equis guy. I was just thinking about him. Most interesting man in the world? Is that who that was? Yes! Maybe he died. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. He okay. was a fictional character, Roz. Alright, here's... here. I'll play it again. Okay. Right. It's definitely Don't Say Anything. I think it's Don't Say, don't say Anything, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, that was creepy. That's real. Uh, Here's one more. That's one of the ones I hear. That sounds more like a human voice than a lot of them I've heard. I know. Um, This one is from C-O-T-N Paranormal. It's at the Moundsville Penitentiary. Oh, yeah. It's in Moundsville. Yeah. Yeah. The northern part of the state. Yeah, exactly. In West Virginia. Um, I've seen that from the outside. It is grim and, you know, so... Industrial Revolution, Stone, American, Monolith. Like, it's so creepy and scary. Well, it's also haunted. No so uh, tell me what this one you think says. Okay, this one like really fades low and it's like kind of quiet. It's a hard one, but we're going to try. I just heard... <laughs> 
Again, I heard Dennis vacuum. I hear like, damn, nah, nah. I didn't hear that. Well, I'll give you some options. I'll put one of these in your ear and see what you think. Okay. Is it A, I swallowed it. Uh-oh. B, I swear. C, let's talk. No, sorry. Let, <laughs> <laughs> let's walk. Or D, let's guac. You know, like when they give you the guac and you're like, not so Oh, much. I wonder which one Roz made up. I can't tell. Oh, I made up three of them. So, uh, okay, which one is the real one? I just heard. <laughs> it's let's walk. I can kind of hear it. I think okay. maybe just maybe it coming through your thing into my ears is the problem for I me. Know, I know. I know. We're still not do it in again. the studio. Okay. Let's walk. I didn't hear it, but I, I trust you. I trust you. All right. You. Evie, please. Evie, please. All right. Let's do one more thing. Uh, I like to just list off a bunch of unexplained phenomena. And um, I just want to kind of rapid fire have you tell me. Okay. Just thoughts, you know, comments, Feelings, concerns, desire. what comes up for you, what do you, do you believe in it, you know, any of that stuff, All okay? Right. And maybe yeah. this will lead to something else. It doesn't have to okay. necessarily be rapid fire. All right, here All right. we go. Bigfoot, what do you think? No. You don't I think, think it's I think it's been debunked enough that it's not I think we I just think the deforestation and the like the I, I just because the, the one in the suit that was already been proven that that was made up and I, I don't have hopes about him or the Loch Ness monster though. Believe me, I want to believe. But I what was if raised on Bigfoot? But them being paranormal, like what if they have the ability to vanish? Or... Oh well, that's true. I never thought of the cryptozoology being also supernatural phenomena. Okay, fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, what about psychics? Yes, absolutely. I don't know if we There's need some to get people... into this because you and I have, mm. we've. Uh, no, you've sent me some of the worst dipped. psychics I've <laughs> ever experienced, and I've had a slew of psychic readings, and almost nothing has been accurate except for some past life stuff where I don't know, and I can do stand up about psychics. I still believe that there are people out there who have the ability, and it's one of those things where you know some people have, you know, they're going to have you for an hour. Five, four minutes is accurate, and the rest is kind of them making up and being a little grifty about it. Well, uh, and that's the thing with psychics is, like, sometimes they're more accurate for you. And, like, I think that maybe the connection can be stronger with other people. It's just, like, almost like your internet or something. I don't know. Sometimes the, the connection yeah, I had is a stronger. Friend, I have a friend who you know who is someone who can afford to go to the, the latest, most expensive one. Uh -huh. And this person went to one and it was all over the phone or maybe zoom because no, no i think it was the phone and this person the the psychic didn't know who this person was even though this is a person who was in in the land of famous but they so i think it was on the phone it was on the phone and, and, and fake name fake name so couldn't google and it was a mind like really crazy what this person just knew about their life in terms of the family, the background, the this and that, you feel this because of that. That was all accurate. But it was all to say, you know, what does that do really? It just confirms this person knows this stuff about you. But like, I, what it doesn't do necessarily is say, 
here's what's going to happen in a month. Here's, you know, no one, I think anyone legit, because a free will is anyone legit not going to say, you're going to meet that man, that special person, woman, man on, you know, July 27th, 2021, you know, at I least not in my price point. range. <laughs> no, exactly. But you know what's funny is I actually on Patreon I did a video like a month or so ago um, where already things in it have gone wrong. All right, some more unexplained phenomena. Um, are Crocs back? That I, I hate to tell you, yes, and but also for some people, I found out for they've never went away. I know some guys in their twenties a guy or two in their twenties who have been wearing them since they were kids and they've never let him go. Yeah. And I saw this pair cause I was showing my friend I'm talking about one of them. I was like, look, but on my Crocs to do some gardening, I've had these since 2005. Cause those, those boogers do not give up. They are, you have to melt them. You would have to walk through a combine thresher and get your feet hacked up in them to, to destroy them. What about, um, demonic possession? Is that real? They are also back. They're back better than ever. <laughs> uh, and they're not going anywhere. Um, what about demonic possessions? I listened to a really good podcast called You're Wrong About that I love. And they did a deep dive on demonic possessions and how much of that is is mental illness uh, in cultures and places that don't that would not have would ever take someone to a psychiatrist or a counselor to be like, oh, that's schizophrenia. That's, you know, um, <clears throat> manic behavior there might be drugs involved that people aren't aren't saying you know like, when especially well, in in past generations you know when there yes, really wasn't yeah. conversations completely all those different things um so i learned a whole and that was just recently i listened to it so i learned a whole lot about that and about how the catholic church dealt with it and like and there, there are like anything a couple of cases where you're like wow this seems like Something was really up. I don't know what, but and also, that's what we're here to talk about. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. the stuff well, that keeps this this whole party going. You know, like think of a church. Think of a, a like a very like they're called like the charismatic churches where people speak in tongues and dance around and sing and shout and get so worked up into a tizzy, into a frenzy, a legit frenzy because of their own issues or just the crowd, the the um what's it called the the mass hysteria, the mob sort of thing. And if it's just like one person, you know, I know I can work myself up into a, being, a, a, you know, just ranting and raving and screaming if I wanted to. Like, I, I am definitely capable of that. I don't have that thing called racing thoughts where, like, you can't – I can control my thoughts. I can stop and be like, pull your shit together if I'm sober. But some people can't because they're not – their brain chemistry doesn't work that way. So, you know – and a lot of it was kind of like, you know, who's getting the attention and is that what this is all about? But then there are some cases where, you know, truly, what the F, what happened here? Unexplained. Okay, last and, unexplained phenomena. Why am I not famous? Um, I almost said a mean, really good joke, but I didn't say it. First of all, you are. Second of all, you're like 14 <laughs> years old, so cool it. You have to really fucking put the work on. Um, honey, why am I not famous? I'm 500 years old. I've been here since, since 1793. You tell me. <laughs> okay, I'm just trying to figure that one out. Um, Sam, that's about it for now. No. Um, thanks for doing this again. You're welcome. We need to go on more ghost pleasure. adventures when it's uh, time. Yeah, time we to need get to out. plot out. 
Vegas. I went, to Madonna, I went to the Madonna Inn a couple weeks ago, and like we didn't do any ghost hunting, me and my gentleman friend. But like, um, yeah, you and I have to go someplace and not stay the night and do some ghost hunting. I mean, I don't want to be in the place like that time you were that place and you left in the middle of the night. I'm not up for that. I'm not going to leave the room. Uh, yeah, I don't want to do that ever again. I, no. The only reason I'm the only way I'll do that is if the person I'm with will stay up all night. No, I won't do that either. I know. I you need won't. my eight hours. You um, know, if I don't have eight hours, I'm a real bastard. Tell everyone, you know, where to find you and everything. Oh, oh I'm. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Sam Pancake, T H E Sam Pancake, on Twitter at J Sam Pancake. You can follow me on Facebook. And uh, my podcast is called Sam Pancake Presents the Monday Afternoon Movie. And it's about supernatural, ghosty horror things. Uh, I cover me and a friend, a hilarious friend, Roz has done it twice, sit down and talk about view separately and then get together and talk about a tv horror movie from the late 60s 70s and 80s and they're usually really campy and trashy and hilarious and good bad and we just talk about that and you can find that wherever pods are cast so fun well thanks for doing this thank you for having me thank you to sam Go to patreon.com slash to hear Sam and I telling that story about encountering a murderer and to see my most recent video of me talking about eBay dolls. Please join the Facebook group too, Ghosted by Roz Dresvelez. Uh, the group, there's also a page. You can like the page if you want, but there's a, there's a group, great place to leave ghost stories. Another great place is in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. Tell your friends about the show. I'm on Cameo, cameo.com slash Roz Dresvelez. Instagram, Roz Hernandez. And, oh, I should tell you who's going to be on next week. I worked it out, and I talked to Butch Patrick, who uh, famously played Eddie Munster on The Munsters and lived in a haunted house. So look out for that next week. And, um... Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's it for now. So, I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye. Star Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.